Hey, Jimmy, let the music run for just, uh, give me 10, 15 seconds of music before you start talking. <sighs> You're listening to AZRadio.Live's production of our Multisport Mojo podcast featuring Steve Harper and Captain Kurt Taylor. You can hear the Multisport Mojo wherever you get your podcasts. And now here's, without any further ado, Steve Harper and Kurt Taylor. Welcome all you triathletes, swimmers, riders, and runners, newbies, and 10-timers, 8-hour finishers, and 16-hour survivors. We're age grouper gurus doing all the homework, gathering the insights, answering your questions to make you faster, fitter, and fresher in triathlon training, and especially on race day. I'm your host, Steve Harper, with Multisport Mojo and Tri, that's TRIGearGuru.com. And alongside me today is my good friend, Ironman certified coach, Kirk Taylor. We've also got a special guest in studio today, Kelly Harper, at Arizona State University graduate in exercise science, uh, headed out into the uh, job field, some lucky athletic performance place, some professional sports teams going to get this cat, but before uh, before he gets there, we stole him for the day. Uh, in our last uh, podcast, we talked about stretching uh, before a race. Today, we're going to talk about uh, what happens when you get an injury and how to stretch to uh, overcome that. Uh, uh, listen, we're both age groupers, Ironman triathlon and marathon vets and everything else, multi-sport in between, here to get you to start uh, from start to finish. Remember to like us on our Facebook page at Multisport Mojo, that's all one word, where you can weigh in and ask questions, and we'll answer them in an upcoming podcast. Follow us on Twitter at hashtag Multisport Mojo, and go to trygearguru.com, that's T-R-I-GearGuru.com, for more content, insights, and great prices on everything triathlon. We'd like to thank our sponsors, TryHard Triathlon Coaching, specializing in getting you across the finish line in your first triathlon and beyond. Contact TryHard, that's T-R-I-Hard, on their Facebook page at TryHard Coaching, azradio.live your home for independent music artists discover them here and promote the betterment of your community and big mike's recording studio headquartered in scottsdale arizona need to record an album broadcast a radio show polish up your blogs facebook live feed or even record a podcast contact big mike's recording studio at azradio.live and get all the polish of a professional recording studio at a price that fits your budget okay uh, we're talking about injuries and stretching after injuries. Again, we want to welcome Kelly Harper. Uh, he's my oldest son, so I've got this in with this kid to get him in here. He just graduated from Arizona State University. Go Devils in exercise science. So he's headed out to work with a professional team or an athletic performance center. He's a stud. He's a pro. We wanted to glean uh, some of the goodness that we've paid for in tuition over the past five years. He's an expert. Kirk and I are age groupers while Kirk is an Ironman certified coach I'm a straight up age grouper trying to do the best I can and we wanted to talk about injuries today um Kirk have you ever been injured training injured in a race oh um, yeah 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 sure yeah mm-hmm. did it put you down did it were you down for a long time did you come up pretty quick what happened uh well I I, I sprained an ankle on a run that was uh, pretty severe yeah that was a bummer because it was about two months before um, before the first St. George Ironman. This one was at 2010. Pretty excited about getting into that race and, uh, and, and doing a new course. I'd only done Ironman Arizona up to that point. And um, so I was pretty, pretty excited about a new course and 
a sprained ankle, a pretty severe sprain, kind of changed the whole training plan. Right, right. I know the last year going into, we did St. George Marathon again this last fall. And going into about midway through training for me, I did something either in a glute or my hemi uh, that mm-hmm. that uh, went from a twinge to a tweak to a put me down for a couple of weeks. I, I worked my way through training. I did the race. I had to dial it back. Uh, but but I uh, finished, came back. I went straight to Kel and said, okay, Kel, I... I, 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 I don't want to, I don't want to continue to uh, have this injury. So what can I do? So we, we actually worked on a program for me that I do twice a day, dynamic and static stretches. I've been doing them for about two months now. We've started uh, running again, um, uh, back into a training program. And I gotta be, I, I gotta tell you, it's starting to feel good. You know, if, if the injury for me was a hundred percent, I think I'm at like, 80 or 90 percent back you know in, in the two months i don't know if that's uh typical you know i know that uh kelly talk about um you know typical yeah oh i'm sorry go ahead yeah we got it we, i'm glad you brought up this story <laughs> because we need to we need to tell the rest of the story what happened when you went in to see the the therapist was it a therapist was it uh you you went in to see some gal that does um rehab of some sort, right? Didn't you go in to see a doctor of some sort? Yeah, well, I think I went to a PT office, yeah. I went to okay. a couple PT offices yeah. just to see if they could help, yeah. Right, and the gal said, oh no, this is not a hammy problem. Oh no, no, no. It's not no, a hammy no, problem. No, no, no. What you've got is run butt, is what she said. <laughs> she did. And, and Steve yeah. says, I've ne- what uh, the heck is that? What? I've never heard about that. What is? And she said, well, well do you have the pain in here? Oh, yeah, yeah. And do you have the pain when you do this? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's what you got. You got run butt. <laughs> so, <clears throat> of course, the next day, Steve comes out. Ugh. And uh, we're, we're going running. Uh, and he's telling us this story as we're out on our little uh, group run, our uh, group of running buddies. And so he tells us this story. And I said, yeah, I know what run butt is. I know exactly what that is. What that is, is <clears throat> I'd like to run, but the pain in my ass is killing me. That's what yeah, run butt is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I, Kel, I'm, not, I'm sure you've never heard of run butt, but I know. I haven't heard that story. Right? Before. That's right. Yeah, no run butt. That's the first thing. I'll let you use that one, Kelly. <laughs> I, I That's like your that springboard, one. right? <laughs> Kel, what are you know? What are some typical injuries that we get from? From I mean, listen, I don't know. You know, maybe it is run butt. Maybe there is a real thing called run butt. It was the, at the time I thought it was a hamstring because I'd I'd had some tweaks in hamstrings before. I'm starting to think it was my. Of course, glutes, there's a real thing, right? But to, I'd like are, to run. What? But, but. <laughs> Kel, what are some typical injuries that, uh, that that we run into as multi-sport athletes? Um, when, when it comes to running in, um, in triathlon and marathon, um, let me to expand on anything else or yeah, most yeah, of those? Yeah. Well, it's um, biking, swimming, you know, anything so, within that multi-sport uh, yeah. realm. Um, when it comes to running and biking, um, a lot of hamstring, uh, glute, um, uh, hip Where's flex, your glute? Hip, you can't, you don't know what your glute is. Where's your glute? That's the, what Kirk was referring to, that pain, your, in, that pain in your butt. Um, uh-huh. your buttocks. But, uh, it's the your big, derriere. There's the there's three muscles: the gluteus maximus, gluteus minimus, and gluteus medius. Uh, I would not have to get into specifics, but they're right. all. I mean, they're small, all small, medium, and large. Yeah, sounds exactly. like. Um, and so, uh, so I could do this anatomy thing. 
Exercise I, science. What's the right? keep the names. There's so many names that I forget a lot of sometimes. You're on a roll, Kelly. Sorry, uh, I keep... I, um, my bicep, medium, large, and small. Uh, and Maximus. Maximus. So glute. <laughs> Minimus. Uh, yeah, quad. I don't think it's that easy. Uh, uh, the abductors on the outside of your legs. Yeah. Um, you can even get, even get like IT band tightness. Uh, a lot of yeah. a lot of running athletes or track athletes will get that just yeah. from the constant pounding and right. The, um, the adductors, um, especially with swimming, I would say. Yeah. With the legs moving, you're kind of losing right. all the muscles in your legs, the calf muscle, and then what Cooper's talking about with the, you also get injuries in your in your tendons and your ligaments. Mm -hmm. um, and so yeah. I think the uh, it's harder to to. to to prevent the what Kirk was was spreading ankle, it's harder to prevent those because those are exterior sources that are causing your injury right, and not right. you know into. I mean, right. Um, the more flexibility that you do, the more uh, stretching and warming up that you do, uh, the percentage of, of decreasing that is going to go higher. You're going to have a less, you know, maybe you won't sprain your ankle as much. But, right, right. Um, sometimes it's kind of hard to prevent those, but uh, right. So if you watch, we we you can watch a previous podcast. It was on stretching. Before and after you, you go out for a workout or even on race day, take a look at that. Kel, as we talk about stretching, both static and dynamic stretches, uh, let's say I'm doing them and I go out on a run or I'm on a swim or I'm on a ride and, and something still happens to me. Uh, I come back, Kirk, what are some, um, some typical injuries that you see, you know, with other athletes that, uh, that were around? Well, <clears throat> Or some of the most or more common uh, multi-sport yes. injuries. Yes. One of the things I would really like to make sure we address today, which I think is extremely common, are shin splints. Hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. So let's just take that one. How do we prevent shin splints? What causes shin splints? Have you ever had shin splints? Oh, yeah, I yeah. have. What uh -huh. do you do? Um it was kind of just a lot of rest, yeah. honestly, and just yeah, kind of taking it easy. Yeah. I, I didn't really know what easy else to do. Easy for how long? Do. How long did you go down? I, I, um, a week, a month, until you felt better? It, it might have been a couple weeks yeah. of, of just... Um, were you putting ice on it, heat, ibuprofen? What were you doing? No, like I said, I really didn't know what to do. Yeah. Other What's than... A, Kelly, resting. talk about what a shin splint is. Um, from what I know and what I remember... Um, it's the muscles right on the anterior part of your shin right here and mm -hmm. the, the kind of tearing kind of tearing away from the i don't know how if you i've never really had shin splints so for me yeah. it's hard to explain i've had yeah. like i had you're lucky one. i know when do you when do you I, get them kirk when have you when did you get them when do you see people cop typically I, get them i think that well just in my opinion I, of course like i said i haven't googled it haven't researched it don't have the you know um science behind it as a matter of fact what's interesting is that um all the coursework that you do to receive the certified coach, the Ironman certified coach, there there are um, modules on injury prevention. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm trying to remember what we talked about when it came to shin splints. So I'm a little bit embarrassed that I can't recall this right off the top of my head, but um, I, 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 I don't know that there was really another answer for it. There, there wasn't a whole lot of material on that. Yeah, yeah, I think a lot of it just had to do with rest. So, yeah. Yeah, you know, this is why I'm asking. I know my wife has had shin splints, and you ask about the cause. I, th I think that um, in my case and for many other people, it's the sudden onset of training and exercise yeah. that your body's not ready for. And so it, it's, and yeah. if you're not warming up, if you're not preparing, yeah. if you're not doing the stretching, um, and, and you're all of a sudden engaging in this physical activity, mm -hmm. 
it, it's a it's one of the injuries that is yeah. really common. Yeah, I see. When I've uh, encountered shin splints, it's been from uh, like in in our cross country days when we would have an athlete that was running on a cross country training schedule and then move them into a marathon training schedule pretty quickly. Yeah, and uh, and they just were not. Uh, we're just not prepared for those kind of miles, that kind of intensity. Right. And so it's either an increase in or, or duration or an intensity. increase in intensity. Yeah. Yeah. What about Kel? What about, I mean, ham, I, we always see people get hamstrings or they tighten up in a rate on race day. You see a lot of guys, well, you know, and they'll, their hand will go back to the back of their leg and you say, Oh, there's a hamstring. You know, you see, we see that happen a lot. Other typical injuries that you'll see. Um, when they're running, when yeah. they, when they, when they bring their leg up and they'll get, they'll get a pinch up here in the, in the hip flexor. Um, that's one that I, that's of all the, I didn't really have that many injuries. I don't know why. I don't know if it's just because my, my body didn't have any problems or if I had just done so well with stretching and warming up from, from the routine with track and cross country that, um, I didn't have any problems, but, um, that was one thing that happened right before it was like the week of a race or a, an event. And I had that when I was doing sprinting of all things. I was doing some uh, some sprints after practice and uh, that quick movement. I think uh, yeah, I think I just kind of tweaked it a little bit. I don't yeah. think it was a tear or anything, but um, hip flexors and that that was actually a short. That in in about a week I was good. I wasn't right. even, I had no problems after that. Right. Um, You've been around the Arizona State football team. Uh, what uh, although they're not multi sport athletes, they were involved in a lot of training. Uh, were there some typical injuries that you would see on that side? Um, uh, a couple guys that had ACLs. Um, we had a guy tear his Achilles or partially tear his Achilles. Yeah. Um, those are a little more high, high, high level, high intensity injuries. Right. Right. Um, a lot of just muscle injuries, you know, hammies, glutes, um, you know, some of the hip flexor stuff that you see is lot, pretty a common. Of, a lot of, uh, ligament tears or partial tears. Right. Um, a lot of linemen with scary. legs cramping up. Yeah. Um, yeah. since they're not used to walking. We had a guy with a concussion and he was sidelined for, I want to say, Midway through the season, through the rest of the year, and he had to actually quit uh, wow. football because he couldn't wow. come back. Are um, are injuries that we would see in multi-sport? Are they, uh, you know, are they pretty typical across the board? I mean, when you just everyday athletes, hamstrings, glutes, hip I flexors, would say, yeah, those are the cramps. You know, yeah, pretty typical stuff. Um, yeah. yeah, cramps are 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 more from the hydration part of it mm -hmm. and the sodium part of it. Uh, if you're not drinking enough water. Not enough electrolytes, your muscles mm -hmm. are gonna cramp up from that. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the same muscles you'll get from from swimming. Swimming is more upper body, so you'll get some more stuff in the upper body, but um you'll get a lot of the same things in swimming with leg with the leg injuries. Right. Uh biking, um, more so just the legs. Yeah. Running can be um anything with the arms, I guess, when you're running as you're moving, but mostly the legs. Mostly so the legs. a lot of the same injuries. Well, ironically, my I don't really I don't know that I've ever had cramps on a bike or run. <clears throat> only when I'm swimming and it typically will happen in my calves. That's, that's where mm. I, and I think for really? me, yeah, it's, it's because I'm keeping my toes pointed. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's the back of the calf where I'll get these cramps. It's wow. really, yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's Have really you ever annoying. had an injury swimming, Kirk, shoulders, any, anything ever get tight on you or you feel a twinge or a tweak? Yeah. You know, yeah. I've, I've had, well, I don't know that it was an injury. No, probably just soreness. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I try to stretch. I try to warm up before right. I get in the pool. You know, I don't go all out on the first lap. Right. right. You know, it, it, you always want to make sure you swim a warm up, a good, 
whatever you have time for. You know, if it's only a hundred, well, that's a pretty short warm up. But so I would say, um, you know, if you're going to do a, a workout where you're swimming anywhere from a thousand to 2000 or more, say right. 3000 plus your warm up needs to be at least 500. Right. Well, let's, uh, we've got about 15 minutes left. Let's talk about what happens with those common tweaks and twinges that we get as multi-sport athletes in, in our legs, our back, our hips, uh, shoulders. And Kel, talk about, um, talk about some of some suggestions for stretching after, you know, when we feel that. We don't want it to certainly get to the point to where it's a tear or you've got something that's more substantial and now you've you know, you, you need to see uh, or seek a medical professional. But certainly when we've got tweaks and twinges and we can feel something coming on that either stops us during a workout or we come back from a workout and we say, okay, ooh, I got something going on. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about um, some of the stretches, static and dynamic that we can do with our legs? Again, address what static and dynamic stretches are. Static, you're holding a stretch for 10 to 30 seconds. Um, the amount of times you do it, that's up to how your body feels. But uh, dynamic is is a, a constant movement of a stretch. Great. Um, and you can still do that. You can, you can still count with those. You can still count to 30 seconds. Right. But you're constantly moving instead of holding a stretch. You're Great. moving something. So let's see if I if I come back from a run and I've got a tweak in my hamstring, which I think is fairly common uh, on the on the runner's side. You come back and ooh, you know what? I've got a tweak. I'm now I'm back. Can can you you know what kind of stretches either that day? Would you? I know it's it's specific to people and their own, but just typically, what would be a good plan if I felt a tweak in my hamstring during uh, a run? Yeah, during day. a run, I come back from the run and I'm back. Uh, what kind of stretches could I do that day and maybe for a week or so, or how long would you prescribe? Um, you, when you're, when you're not like, uh, doing it before or after the race, when it's just kind of during the day, you can do lots of, uh, sta- a kind of combination of static and um, mm-hmm. dynamic stretches. Um, if you have someone around like your wife or someone you can do, um, it's called uh, PNF stretching. And that's just, it's, it's where someone can help kind of push your bot, push the, the, the joint past where you could actually do it. And that kind of helps to get a little bit more of a stretch, uh, in the muscle. Uh, that's harder to do if you don't have someone with you, or if you don't have yeah. a, a wall or something that you can kind of prop your leg up on right. or something, but, right. um, doing any kind of those, uh, are good. Um, there's, we could go into tons of hamstring stretches, but, uh, um, well, give me, give me a, two of your favorite hamstring stretches. Uh, I like, this is more of a static one. This one you have to be careful with cause you don't want to go too high, but kind of putting your leg on the, um, kind of to the, to, to knee level, I guess, if you're standing right, so up, put your foot up to put your, your foot hip. up on like a stool or like right. on the back of your car on the bumper yeah. right there. Right. Um, and kind of leaning forward and come back on each side, get, get both, get both arms out there. Try and touch your for, toes. Touch your toes. Yep. Is that why you got uh, a lot of footprints on your trunk? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, doing that, you know, 20, 10 seconds, 15 seconds. Uh, that's one that I like. Um, if you can't go that far, just, uh, stick your leg out in front of you and kind of lean down and right. kind of till you, till you feel a stretch in your hamstring. Right. Um, not no pain. If you're feeling more pain when you're doing the stretch, um, you can also massage the, the part that hurts. And sometimes the the spot where you feel pain is not always necessarily the, the spot that is actually injured. Hmm. Um, I know yeah. when we were training, I had, a, I had an injury before my first marathon and uh, I felt pain kind of down by my, by my, the interior part of my knee in here. I didn't know until a couple years later that it was the injured part was actually my hamstring that connects down to the knee. Hmm. And I was feeling pain down there. But when I started stretching the hamstring out and doing more warming up with the hamstring, right. that pain went away. Huh. Uh, and so 
kind of smart. Yeah. If you don't know, you are a smart guy. <laughs> uh, and if you don't always, if, if you feel like you don't know, go to a physical therapist or go to someone, uh, go to a physical therapist and, to and, a ask and get, and get a consultation. So um, you could do, so you could, if you feel a tweak or a twinge and you're having a glute or hip flexor or shoulder, it's good to, to, you know, get into some stretches, some static and dynamic stretches afterwards. If it persists, get into a professional. Uh -huh. Yeah. Give us another, give me one more stretch. How about, um, how about for your shoulders? You know, if I feel a tweak in my shoulders after a swim, there's just a little twinge. I mean, I've felt that certainly after, I don't, not necessarily an injury, but you know, I've felt a tweak or it's like, Ooh, ooh okay. Ah, Ooh, man. I, I think I may have gone too hard. What's a good stretch that I can do uh, afterwards, maybe for the week to, to make sure that I, um, I there's some, some, so some of the, the, the delts right here, they connect up and through here. Um, and even the, the lectismus dorsi that's back here, they kind of come up a little bit. Um, so anything up there, uh, try to the get, top of your shoulder and in the, yeah, more try to, try to get back range of right. motion with your shoulder, um, kind of figure out, you know, you can grab up here and pull over, um, uh, grab behind your hand. Pull the elbow over. Yeah. This is really out. helpful to the people that are just listening to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> just grab um, up here and pull it over there. We'll put, we'll put so some pictures right? up on, on, on right. the website, I so guess. So you're but. putting your elbow up uh, over your head yeah. and your hand kind of in the middle of your back. Yeah. And then, and then taking then, your other hand and holding that elbow. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can also, uh, I forget the name of this one, but um, getting like a rope or something to hold on to, um, grabbing it with one hand and putting it behind your back and then taking the rope and come on, on the mm -hmm. other side. And pulling, you're kind of pulling the the muscles mm. inwards in the joint. Right. You're just trying to figure out where exactly that pain. There's so many muscles up there, right. you don't exactly know. So you're trying to stay flexible, right? I mean, the idea, yeah. if you get a tweak or a twinge, that ultimately you don't want it to lead to an injury. So you're trying to stay as flexible as you can, right? So that yeah. you can repair uh, effectively and you can continue to train. Yeah. Try to get range of motion. If you don't, if you're not doing an exercise, if you're just doing the day and you just want to do something, get a heating pack or something like that to put mm, on your shoulder or wherever idea. the injury is, is a good right. idea. Cause then it kind of gets it warmed up yeah. before you stretch or before I, you do anything like I, that. Give, give us your, give us a minute on ice and heat. When should I do ice and heat? Uh, I think that's a, it's misused all the time. Uh, well, if, you, if you're not doing a, an activity, if you're not running, whatever's more comfortable, honestly is, is good. If you're doing, if you're going to do it prior to a stretch, usually always heat because you don't want to, it's just like when you're running, right. you want to get warmed that's up before right. you're doing the stretch and before you exercise. Right. So if you're doing ice before you stretch, that's kind of contra. Right. It's kind of contradictive to what you're trying to do. Right. Um, and then you do ice afterwards. Yeah. It's any, if you generally, yeah, you can also yeah. do heat. It's not a big, not a big deal if you do ice or heat afterwards. And what's the effect of doing ice and heat? Um, helps your body feel better. Uh, what usually for inflammation is what the ice is for. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be after a workout. Yeah. yeah. After right? a workout. And after your stretch. Yeah. Um, then we're going to ice it down and that helps reduce the inflammation. Exactly. Um, and it's so, a drug free way of reducing <laughs> the inflammation. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's generally the, the, there's, there's some new information out. I don't fully know, but, um, well, about that's ice and heat and that's good. Can, we can look that up and talk about yeah, that. Yeah. 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 Let's, let's talk about, uh, rollers. Rollers are a big craze right now. I've got. You know, if you're on the if you're on the uh, Facebook Live or YouTube feed, you know I've got a I use a magic stick and it's a it's a stick roller and it's uh, it's got all these beads and they're on across and it's a little bit of a flexible and I use it uh, up and down uh, on my muscles. Uh, we used to talk about lactic acid; it's a bit of a misnomer now. 
Uh, but in the flexibility, uh, rollers, whether it's a foam roller or a, a roller that's got some kind of a vibrating uh, mechanism in it, or, or I've seen hot rollers, I've seen cold rollers, I've seen uh, I've seen uh, little vibrating balls, uh, you know, that people use. There's, uh, there are a lot of tools that you can use. W- what do you think about rollers and how to use them effectively? You know, I'll, both of you, I'll throw that to both of you. I, I like all those things. Um, the balls, if you like for, um, if you can even get like a, a lacrosse ball or a tennis ball, something harder is better. The lacrosse balls are better, but they mm. sell some, some online you can get that are, that are, that are, pointed kind of like a dog toy, like a dog ball that has like the little points on them already uh-huh. around. Those even can help with kind of massaging the muscles um, on the back or on your legs. Um, the foam rollers, they have different kinds. They have the regular foam rollers that are just the foam. They right. have new ones that have batteries in them that are vi- that vibrating foam, right. foam Talk rollers. Talk about a regular foam roller and how, how we can use those. And why, why would we use a foam roller? Uh, it helps to not only massage the muscle and warm the muscles up uh, and get the blood flow, but um, the, the, the muscular neural connections in the muscle, it helps with just getting the muscles, uh, more relaxed. Right. Um, right. You're trying to maintain your flexibility during the week. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. Kirk, um, do you use a foam roller at all? Have you used a foam roller? In the almost past? never. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it interesting? And I see it's, you guys, you know, going to town with these, uh, rollers and yeah. And it's not like it, it's, it kind of be painful a little bit. Yeah. And then in that case, pain is relative it's okay you're not if you're if you're foam rolling you're not feeling any pain like uh you're kind of not probably doing it enough do uh people you if i use a foam roller am i doing it before i work out am i doing it after i work out am i doing it in the evening when i've got 10 spare minutes what's the ideal time to use a foam roller all of the above I yeah mean, it, um foam rolling is not necessarily because like like i said uh when it comes to stretching uh you don't want to have you don't want to do it too much because mm-hmm. uh, then you can run the case of getting of getting injured uh-huh. more often also right. not doing it enough but right um give, give me a good uh i mean we should talk about watching, that tape too at some point KTC? not maybe not on this show but yeah yeah, yeah i think yeah, that, we need yeah to talk i mean that's that. all in the gear you know on all that gear spectrum of, well and if we're talking about injury prevention right. and injury recovery right right yeah, recovering KT tape. from that's uh, it's pretty popular. Yeah, yeah. We need to have Kelly on again to yeah. talk about that. Oh, that's a really good idea. Talk, Kelly, yeah. talk about, give us one. You know, if you haven't seen a foam roller, you know, they come in different diameters and they're about, I don't know, what would you say, about 18, 24 inches yeah. long? It's like your pool noodle. <laughs> you, uh, I mean, there are some. I mean, most of the ones that I've seen are, I'm going to say they're six inches in diameter yeah. and they're foam, a real high density foam. They're hard yeah. and about two feet long. How would I use, give me, give me an idea of why and how I would use a foam roller. How would you use it? Yeah. Um, like I said, warming up the muscles, it's, and, and it's always, it's also a good stretch and uh, massage. Uh, so how would I use it? How would you use it? Yeah. Like on a hamstring, um, just kind of sitting, sitting down on it and rolling back and forth. So you, when you, when you do it, mm. you don't want to just roll the middle of the muscle where the pain is. You want to get, and even if you don't have pain. You want to go all the way up. So if you're doing a hamstring, you want to go all the way from where the muscle stops on the so hamstring. So the foam roller itself will be on the ground, and you'll roll yourself over, yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. along it. You're kind laying of, down kind of, on it. You're kind of sitting on it. Right. So your you're using your body of, weight yeah. to create the pressure. Um, and you have to have your arms and your legs at a certain points where you can move yourself all the way back and forth on it. Okay. It's kind of it's kind of a kind of be a little bit of a, a flexible kind of person sometimes right. to get down there. So it takes a little bit to get used to, but yeah. they are very popular. They're right re- now. and they're really good. Um, they use them a lot. You know, when I was with the football team, they did 
every Monday they would use foam rollers and stretch and stuff, yeah. and they do a really good job. Mm. Um, but when you're on the foam roll, you want to go all the way up and down the muscle, and then you kind of you can kind of go all the way up and down in one long stroke, or you can go uh, kind of make your way kind of back and forth on your way down, kind of just going and yeah. kind of kind of like you're squeezing something out of a you know out of a, a, of a, a toothpaste. Tooth right. Yeah. Oh, that's a good. That's um, a... and those just kind of you just really relaxing the muscle and getting the blood flow through there. Uh, the more blood flow there is, the 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 better your muscles and your joint and your ligaments will will heal better. Yeah, um, that's kind of a general. Uh, yeah. So there. would that help with a slip, trip, or fall, or is that just really designed for slip and fall? <laughs> do you do slip, trip, and fall, <laughs> or just slip and fall? Whatever you prefer. Okay. <laughs> Hey, if you're looking, uh, if you're looking to get a foam roller uh, and and you don't know which one to go and get, uh, certainly go to trygearguru.com. T R I gearguru.com. We've got a bunch of them uh, recommended, both the uh, uh, the foam as well as vibrating and the balls. Uh, you can see all of them there. Rather than try and figure it out all over the internet or go on Amazon, just go to trygearguru.com. Uh, so that slip, trip, and fall. Them. That was a Brian Regan reference. We got to give the guy credit. <laughs> And I don't know if he uses a foam roller or not, but if he were to look for one, I'm sure he'll take a look at TriGear <laughs> Guru. That's where you can find it. Kel, Just don't any, slip on the foam roller when you're... <laughs> no, no. Exactly. Hey, uh, Kel, any other thoughts? Well, I'll tell you what. We've got a question. We've got a question. Um, is there a... Is it... Let's see. It hurts when I stretch. Is that okay? Mm, this is a question on the Facebook page. If you've got questions uh, on the Facebook page, put them on there and we'll answer them at podcast. It, it uh, it hurts when I stretch. Is this okay? You should feel slight pulling, uh, a sharp pain. No, if you're feeling a sharp pain, then I would say you're right. probably doing something wrong or something is definitely injured in there. Here's another question: uh, Is there a stretch that could prevent injuries? If there was one stretch that could prevent injuries for multi-sport athletes, what would you recommend? Mm, there's not one. Stretch. There's not. But if there's one, one, if there's one that you would make as a part of your regular routine, um. Because I can tell you what I like. I mean, Kel, this is what Kel's got me doing. Maybe this feeds it a little bit. We've got about a minute left. Uh, he's got me doing uh, hamstring stretches where my, my foot, I elevate my foot about hip height, and I lean over. I do those. That's a static. And then I do two, well, I've got a number of dynamic options. The two that I like are deep knee bends uh, where I uh, just, um, uh, that it's not a deep knee bend. What is it called? It's a... Uh, Squat. You got, me, you got me doing squats. Squats. So I'm doing and, yeah, squats. More of a muscular right. So I'm trying exercise. to keep my back uh, straight, and I'm going as far down. Uh, that helps. And then I do lunges. lunges. And man, lunges. I I do I I do a set in the morning and a set in the evening. And they've I can't believe I have not done these for the last 30 years. <laughs> I cannot believe I have not done these. Now it's a part of my routine. I feel better on every single run and ride that I'm on. Every yeah. single one. Uh, you know, we're just, I mean, it's winter. We're just starting to get back in the pool now. And so we'll see how it works with that. But uh, is there, are there a couple stretches that are just part of your regular routine? I want to ask the both of you that, and then we'll, we'll close it um, out. I, I, I like to focus on the, uh, the hamstring and the glutes. Uh, those yeah. are the big muscle groups. Yeah. Um, keep those loose all the time. Yeah. Keep those flexible. Uh, and don't, don't forget about your quads. If be. you're going to do the hamstrings, do, do a quad stretch. Okay. Give us one. Give us, um, give us your favorite. Just grabbing the the foot and pulling straight back. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. If you're, if you have like a, they have these, these straps, I forgot the name of them, but they're, they're really nice. And if you're like, 
laying down. You can do lots of different positions, but yeah, kind of hook it around your foot. Yeah, and pull up behind your back and kind of pull up behind you. Nice. You can get really good stretches with those too that you couldn't get if you don't have if you Correct. can't reach your foot. Yeah, you know, Kirk. What um, about you? I just need to take this last minute. Speaking of lunges and and stretching, etc. Little shout out to and speaking of trainers, a little shout out to my old personal trainer Sean McCown. This guy got me ready for that first Ironman and beyond, and <clears throat> and I saw that he was tuned in to our last podcast, the, the last uh, broadcast that we did. So, uh, if anybody out there in Facebook world in Scottsdale, uh, Phoenix, Fountain Hills area is looking for a personal trainer. Hit us up because we can hook you up. Pretty and, cool. and you know, we w every session, we would start with jumping jacks. We would start with some stretching, hmm. with a bunch of dynamic stretching. Every, every workout, every session that I ever did with Sean, we would conclude with stretching. And it was some of the greatest stretching I have ever been able to do because, you know, he'd kind of, we'd, we'd do a stretch, um, you you lay on the ground and you put one knee over the you 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 bend a knee you put it over to the other side and then he'd kind of press on that knee and just get this this really great stretch all mm. the way back down the mm. the back side of your leg wow just awesome awesome stuff but again you know here I am working with a guy that's 30 year professional trainer and every single workout was started with a good warm up, get the blood flowing and the dynamic stretching. And every single session we concluded with stretching it, 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 there was never a session that we ever did. And I worked out with him three times a week for years and every single session concluded with stretching. Kel, give us a, give us a last word on why flexibility is so important and, and why we should incorporate this, as Kirk talked about, into every workout. Uh, the more flexible you are, the generally you're going to be less injured. Yeah. Um, and that goes with any sport. Uh, and uh, and you perform at a higher level. Yeah, yeah you will. Um, you, because I would say do more than not enough. Um, it's great. It's it, You can get injured if you do too much, but generally if you're doing – you're doing more stretches than you think you have been doing it's a it's a really good thing uh, also with when it comes we talked about lunges and squats and stuff um anything people i think general uh, multi-sport athletes triathlons marathons people focus on running and just running and stretching and i think we can maybe talk about this another time but um doing a lot of weightlifting not a lot but mm -hmm. doing strength some weightlifting training. strength training and stuff is something that i think is absolutely is forgotten yes. about in the in the running world uh -huh. um, especially with, with new athletes that don't know much about it they just focus on running which is what you should do is you're trying to you're trying to run a 20 you know 26.2 mile Love race it. um but getting a little bit of strength training in there is going to help you amen a lot. Um, amen i love it well listen um i, I want to thank kel for being our special guest today listen all you athletic performance uh uh places out there all you professional sports teams college teams even high school teams here's the latest stud to come out of arizona state university's exercise science program grab him now before somebody else grabs him kelly harper he's your man i want to thank uh, kirk taylor coach iron man coach extreme listen remember uh, like us on facebook at multi-sport mojo that's all one word where you can weigh in and ask questions and we'll answer them in an upcoming podcast follow us on twitter at hashtag multi-sport mojo and go to trygearguru.com that's t-r-i-gearguru.com for more content and insights and great prices on everything triathlon 
Thank you again to our sponsors, TryHard Triathlon Coaching. Contact TryHard at their Facebook page at TryHard, T-R-I, Hard Coaching, azradio.live. Here's our music. I love this. Your home for independent music artists. Discover them here. Promote the betterment of your community. Big Mike's Recording Studio. Contact Big Mike's Recording Studio at azradio.live and get all the polish of a professional recording studio at a price that fits your budget. We want to thank Jimmy behind the glass. This is the Multisport Mojo Podcast. Triathlon age group gurus doing all the homework, gathering all the insights, answering all your questions to make us all faster, fitter, and fresher in triathlon training and on race day. Here to help you get from start to finish. Thank you, everybody, and we'll see you next time. We're out of here. All right, thank you. Thank you.